Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Welcome into the Money Night Podcast. I am Ben George. I'm joined as always by Wade Chessman, who's a certified financial planner and certified kingdom advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. But today, we are uh, excited to have a little special guest on with us, Wade. We have Sean Phillips, who's also in your office. He's the vice president of wealth management, but we wanted to have him on because right now we're in the middle of this tax planning season. And I think it's important to kind of you know bring some issues to people's attention and just kind of help explain the process and how you help clients, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's one of the things that we do is we help people uh, with tax planning. And I thought it'd be great to bring, that's Sean's kind of ballywig. Is that the word? What's the word? <laughs> What's, is that the right word? I don't know, but I'm I'm one of those guys, Ben, that uh, thinks taxes are fun. Oh, man. You know, I know. Y'all, it's scary. I didn't know y'all existed. <laughs> <laughs> well, the CPAs think that way too. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them do. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Well, we're going to got a few questions I want to run by you today and just kind of get a better idea of uh, tax planning areas that people need to pay attention to, some of the things people can do with lower taxable income versus higher taxable income, and some other questions along the way. So, a reminder okay. for anybody that hasn't joined us before chessmanwealth.com, that is the website. You're going to find a lot of resources there on tax planning, but also everything else that they do in the office. And the list is very long, but you can find everything on the website chessmanwealth.com, but also all of our podcasts are archived there as well. So if you want to go back through this and you might already have your taxes done for 2021, but this is a conversation you can revisit again uh, at the end of the year. And then as you're getting ready for your taxes next year as well. So this information will still be very valuable to you. So um, Sean, welcome in. First of all, thanks for, uh, thanks for being a part of the show. We do appreciate it, but is your role primarily focused on taxes in the office? Or is that just one piece of it? Well, I'm, I'm kind of head of financial planning. So I'm, I'm, Call me the uh, the geek behind the scenes. I, I love okay. to get into the details of stuff. So, um, tax as as most people probably know, our tax system is incredibly complex, which means there's you can't know everything about it for one thing, uh, but there's also lots of uh, nuances and things that you can do with it because of the complexity. There's lots of fun planning things that you can do with it, which I I describe as fun. Most yeah. people don't do that. But. <laughs> Well, it is important to work with somebody that kind of knows these things because, as you mentioned, it's it's impossible for just the average person to keep up with with the different tax codes and all the changes that happen year to year. And especially coming off of 2020, which was a you know a very very crazy year, very unique year for many people. Um, there's a lot of things to be considering. So, a few things I want to run through today with you, but um, let's just kind of start with the tax return. When you when you're reviewing a tax return, what are some of the common areas that you're looking at? Great, great question. And and you know, one of the first things I usually will look at is um, what kind of taxable income does the do the do the clients have? And and they're usually in kind of two different boats. They're either they're either ones with lower taxable income or higher taxable income. And depending on the the two, is I'll look at them differently. How do you describe the lower versus higher? What like what's the discrepancy there? What's kind of give me an idea of, of so I have a, a pretty good grasp of whether or not I'd fit into that lower versus higher. That's a great question. There's really not an actual cutoff because it depends okay. on whether you're single or you're married and filing jointly or whatever. But I'll just say that when I think of lower taxable income, and it's not necessarily people without assets because there's lots of people that have lots of assets, but what they actually show on their tax return is actually not a lot of income because maybe they have a lot of IRA assets or they just don't have a lot of a ton of income coming from year to year. So uh, yeah. when I think of lower taxable income, couple of things that come up to play is typically people that don't have a 
a ton of ordinary income that they're showing on the, on the tax return. So things that, that, that jump out to me are, um, a lot of people may not even know it, but our capital gains tax, when you actually sell a security and you recognize capital gains, there's actually a 0% tax bracket for that. And most people mm-hmm. don't realize it, uh, that that even exists. So when somebody that's in lower taxable income, that's one of the things I'll usually look at. You know, can we actually recognize some capital gains and pay no tax? Can we actually um, sell some things? And it, it really varies from year to year, depending on what's actually happened. Mm-hmm. So like in a year last year, when the when the stock market was down, when there there's actually losses that are that have already been recognized, we can actually recognize some gains or even even go over and above and have actually positive capital gains and possibly not pay any tax on that. Right. So the lower taxable income, the lower income, we're not talking about people necessarily like low income, like you would think traditionally. We're talking right. about people that have high asset levels, but maybe just have lower taxable income. So gotcha. it's not so much uh, the types of folks that we're trying to help typically are, are going to have assets, but maybe not always necessarily high taxable income because of the way our tax code works. It really does benefit those that have assets and that live on their assets. I mean, it's like some of the wealthiest people in the world pay a much lower tax rate because they're living on those investments. So that's what we're talking about when we say lower, not so much lower lifestyle, but just lower taxable income. There's a lot of opportunities there. And I'm assuming that could change year to year too, right? I could be a lower taxable income this year, like in retirement. And the next year I might be on the higher side. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like last year was really weird because there was no required minimum distributions. There was a lot of planning that could happen from last year. Yeah. And that's actually, that actually goes along with that is so what we'll actually find in some cases, I've actually, we had actually several clients that didn't have a whole lot of taxable incomes because they didn't have required minimum distributions last year, but we still took distributions out of their IRA and generated taxable income because we could actually pay no tax. A lot of people are like, well, how, how can you generate income and pay no tax? And the reason that you can is the uh, the tax job and cut acts at the end of 2018, we got some new tax and essentially increased the standard deduction. And when it increased the standard deduction, most people, the majority of the people in the United States, even people with have, with assets, don't itemize anymore. Right. So we've got a much higher a standard deduction. So it means that you know if you're married, the first $24,400 of income, you actually pay no income tax on, which means if you have income less than that, you actually want to generate some income from your IRAs or other assets to be able to take advantage of that because you can essentially pay no taxes. And right. one of the ways we do that is through doing Roth conversions um, to actually recognize those those gains because we know we're not going to have to pay any taxes on that. Right. And it's also you know a good idea now because if, if you're like me, I think taxes are going nowhere but up. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think I think I, that's a common belief for many people that you listen to that uh, there's only one direction that taxes will probably head. Um, you mentioned some of the things that you look for with people with lower taxable incomes. What about the other side of that? What are some of the things you're looking at for people with higher taxable incomes? Yeah. So when higher taxable incomes, what we're looking at doing is, you know, for the lower end, we're, we're actually looking at generating some more income because we don't have to pay any tax. For the people that are already paying tax, what we're trying to do is limit the amount of tax that they're paying or, or possibly decrease the amount. And one of the ways that we do that, we uh, we look at if, if they have access to an HSA at their business or, th- or just through directly work, yeah. or through work, however they do it. Um, uh, we recommend HSA contributions. A lot of people are not taking advantage of that. That's one of the best mm-hmm. savings vehicles they have. A backdoor Roth contributions for people that are over the income limits, be able to Roth, contribute to Roth directly. We're, we're recommending backdoor Roth contributions. For those that um, are close, so if I look at their itemized 
itemized deduction and I see that they're really close to the standard deduction or just a you know even a decent amount over, um, one of the things that we all, we recommend is a lot of that typically will come from charitable because of the limitations there now. So what we're actually recommending is that instead of just doing charitable every year, what we do is recommend doubling up every other year. So you're you're taking a standard deduction one year and you're maximizing um, deductions the year after that. So the combination of the two years, you actually get a higher deduction than than you would have otherwise if you didn't do that. So that's one of the things that we look at for for folks that are in that. Also for people that are over, over 70 and a half, then this actually applies to the lower income folks as well, is that anybody who is a charitable giver and you're over 70 and a half, we always recommend that you, uh, you give from the, the IRAs directly as a qualified charitable distribution. And there's a, some, some definite benefits to that. Gotcha. How, how many things overlap between lower and higher taxable incomes that, that you're paying attention to? I guess, I'm assuming there's some things that each group has in common. Yeah, that one of the big ones is the qualified charitable distributions. Um, the reason we're doing is for two different reasons for each of them, right. but They're, the qualified mm-hmm. charitable distributions definitely apply uh, for both of those cases because even even a lot of people that have higher incomes don't itemize anymore. And if you don't itemize anymore, the only way to get a, a deduction on the charities charitable side is to actually itemize. Um, so the qualified charitable distribution allows you to get a deduction and actually save some taxes that you would have not otherwise um, because you, you don't itemize anymore. But even if you do itemize, the, the qualified charitable distribution can make sense. Yeah. Yep. Because it gets more money out of your IRA, which means less RMD. So it's like, a, you know, there's benefits to maybe doing it for both groups. A couple other items too, is that of course, whether you're low income or, or higher income, everybody has to do quarterly estimated uh, tax payments. If you're going to owe tax, um, you got to look into the possibly do that. If you're still working, sometimes that can be covered through your employer. But if you have uh, IRA distributions you're taking, or if you've got income that you're getting from investments, um, you got to make sure that you're paying enough in to not have any penalties. So that's mm-hmm. something that uh, is common to both as well. Gotcha. Well, I know the biggest thing year to year is just kind of keeping up with changes. And it's tough to do, as I mentioned earlier on, that you know, there's always just something happening, changes being made, legis- new legislation. So what Right now, what? there's changes being made. I, I haven't noticed. <laughs> it seems like every day I'd turn around, there's a change being yeah. made. But yes, yes. What? Uh, well, what are some of the recent changes that have happened that people need to be aware of? Yeah. So the uh, the stimulus, the most recent stimulus bill that, that came out that that Biden passed um, made some changes, quite a few changes, and then also along with that, because of the uh, the challenges we had with the weather here in Texas, in particular, snowmageddon. Yep, snowmageddon that that we went through. Um, they they made some changes on the deadline. So the general tax deadline is normally tomorrow. It's normally tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but in this case, they actually, this year for everybody, they've actually extended to May 17th. So that's something that is still available. But the you know, Q1 estimated tax payment, um, if you've got to make quarterly estimated tax payment, it's still due tomorrow for those folks. And probably it's going to be too late for anybody to listen to this this podcast. But <laughs> your host. But um <laughs> But that's the but the IRA and Roth contributions that deadline is usually April fifteenth. That's actually been extended to, to May seventeenth for everybody in the country. Now here in Texas, and that's where most of our clients are. Is we've actually got some special rules because of Snowmageddon. I thought it was just because we were Texas. <laughs> that's that's probably true mm-hmm. too. Um, but we got uh, they actually extended the tax deadline for all of us to actually June fifteenth. Of twenty twenty one, so we've got actually okay. a couple, including actually, our quarterly, right? Yep, including the first quarter estimated payment. Mm-hmm. So 
we don't we don't have to. It's not due tomorrow for people in Texas. It's actually due the same time as the tax deadline. Hmm. Um, but but and then we also have the ability on the make IRA and Roth contributions. That deadline has been been extended all the way up to the uh, June fifteenth as well. Yeah, so, gotcha. I feel bad for the custodians and everybody that has to keep track of all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot, and that's good to know, especially for people in Texas who you're working with, although you do work with people across the country, but specifically for people in your area, that's good to know. Uh, well, tax planning is a key part of what you guys do, right? This is just one part of the process, something you're probably focused on right now as we tape this the day before, as you mentioned, uh, the traditional April 15th tax deadline. But if somebody wants to, to make this part of the process, wait, is just going to be how you do it from the get-go, or yeah, do they I mean, have to part kind of, of you know, the Smart Choices Wealth Management Solution, you know, we... That's part of our process. It's it considered an advanced planning topic. It falls within the preview of wealth enhancement. It's just another way that we are working to help enhance wealth through lowering taxes, finding, you know, being smart about how we pay the taxes and all that stuff. So just it's part of our it's it is just part of our DNA, part of our process. And, and a lot of people think of that. Oh well, you only really need to review taxes when you're actually doing you're actually prepping your tax return. That is actually, in the case of planning, a lot of the things that we need to do, you have to actually do. So for 2021 tax planning, you have to actually implement them before the end of the year. You can't wait until next year to do them. Um, So we are actually doing tax planning year round. So it it typically, you know, becomes a little busier towards the end of the year because we're trying to um, get a little more, a better idea of what the actual numbers are going to look like. But we're doing tax planning all the time. So. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you, you can't really rely on your CPA to do that type of work. I mean, they can do some, but really what they're focused on is doing your return. Right. That's what they do. They have thousands of returns they have to get done. Uh, they're not really designed to give a lot of this type of proactive tax planning. It's up to you. It's up to us to make it happen. Yep. Very true. Yeah. Well, if you want to connect with uh, either Sean or Wade, you can do so. Chessmanwealth.com. That is the website. There's plenty of tax planning information there as well if you want to learn more about what they do day to day. But also if you want to schedule a time to to sit down and meet with them, you can do that online at chessmanwealth.com. Well, Sean, we appreciate the time today. Thanks for taking us through these tax planning topics and considerations. And and I know it's a big help for a lot of people because typically I think they're like me. We don't enjoy it quite as much as you guys do. (laughs) Well, thanks for letting me join you. I appreciate it. And Wade, thank you. We'll talk to you again uh, in a couple weeks. Sounds great. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. Converting from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA is a taxable event. 